book authors are imaginative architects inviting readers to embark on journeys of the mind and heart dedicating this segment to venture on such journeys in our journey podcast with your host smita gunturi hello everybody i have don dimico with me today she is a mental performance coach who has utilized her experiences as a dual sport college athlete military spouse a business owner to help her clients gain, gain the confidence courage and mental toughness they need in order to live the life they were meant to live thank you for being here don thank you please thank you so much for having me oh thank you please give us introduction about um, about yourself first and why did you write this book and first of all thank you so much for this book uh, book for me and a little note from you as a self note I'm so so thankful for it. I'm going to definitely read it. I got it yesterday. So, yes. Excellent. So, the book came about I never in my life wanted to write a book, thought I could write a book. I don't ever consider myself a creative person. But this book was born out of this overwhelming need to get a message out. I want to speak. I want to teach. I want to train. I feel very comfortable on a stage and i wanted to figure out what is the message that i want to put out i i have a lot of things to say i've learned a lot through my life and so i actually joined the national speakers association they have a speakers academy and i wanted to learn the business of speaking so i went ahead and joined that association not knowing what my message was but knowing there was a message somewhere deep inside me that i needed to share as i was going through the academy and you know learning the business of speaking I kept trying to figure out what is it that I want to share and I just kept coming back to this idea of confidence and self-confidence and there in the ebbs and flows of my life at the time I had fairly recently divorced and so as I was going through looking back at my life the times that I felt most fulfilled that I was the most successful that I enjoyed and had joy in my life was when I was confident and I wanted to dissect that and figure out why what was that I was driving back from a friend's wedding one day and I got this it was almost like an audible voice I felt like somebody was sitting in the car with me and it it basically said your lack of of courage your lack of confidence is selfish and I kind of looked around and was like who is here and it bothered me not because I was hearing voices but because it was so true it was absolutely right the times in my life that i lacked the courage to take action or i didn't have the confidence to step up and have a hard hard conversation or do the things that needed to get done it was selfish because it led to hurt for other people and so i finally knew that was the message i was supposed to share so as i'm going through this you know speakers academy i'm like okay well now i've got to like write a keynote and nothing would flow out of me i, I couldn't make it work we had you know speaker after speaker come in teaching the course and many of them talked about the benefits of having a book right there's so many benefits to having a book it's a great way to get a message out it's a great way to reach a bigger audience but as a speaker it's a great way to build credibility to have material that you can utilize and so i thought yes i need to write a book and i couldn't do it it wouldn't come out of me and so then i was like okay god like you maybe are telling me something maybe i missed I misunderstood. This isn't the path I'm supposed to take. So I went and I hired a coach and we were working together on gaining some clarity on what I do. I was working on building a coaching program that centered around the, the idea of confidence was in it, but it was more overall mindset, overall the idea of 
Now, incorporating the skills and the lessons I learned through basketball, how to take that mindset and mentality into like sales, how to take the things that I did as an athlete and translate it into real life. And so we were, I was working on this program. I was developing a coaching program and course and all the things that went with it. And then I had, it was, it was like visceral. Like I felt like I was doing the wrong thing. I needed to stop. Something was wrong inside. And of course, you know, my, my coach was phenomenal. And she was like, well, of course you're going to feel not right. This is a scary thing, right? Whenever you do something scary, it doesn't feel right. But this felt different than that. My body was telling me, stop. You're not supposed to be launching this other program. And I was literally about to launch it. I spent six months building it. And as I'm having a panic attack about it, my coach was away for two weeks and like on a speaking tour. And I couldn't, I couldn't get in touch with her. I called um, a really good friend of mine in this panic mode, telling her like, I'm afraid to launch this course because I'm going to sell it. And I don't want to fulfill it. That's not what I'm supposed to do, at least right now. That material is being used. That material is actually going into my next book. And, and I told her that I need to write this book. For whatever reason, this book is still on my mind. It had been a year, and I just had put it aside without making any progress. And she was like, of course you're supposed to write the book. And I was like, but it didn't work. And she just kind of laughed at me, and she said, and at as we're having this conversation, I was telling her all of these things, they just started spewing out of my mouth. Like, and I know this one part that I really wanted to work on, I was all wrong. And I know what it's supposed to be now. And as I'm telling her this, she just laughs at me. And she said, look, you were always supposed to write the book. You just weren't ready to write the book at the time. She said, look at what's happened over the course of this year, because it had been about a year's time at, at that moment. She's like, look at what's happened over the course of the year. Look at how much you've grown. Look at how much you've had to succeed and how much you've had to fail in order to really be able to write the book. In the meantime, through all of this, I've actually also come out. So ironically, I was trying to write a book about confidence all while I was in the closet. That doesn't, like, it doesn't jive. It doesn't work. And so when she's telling me that, I'm like, okay, well, my coach is away for two weeks, so I'm just going to sit down and write this book. And I actually wrote it in two weeks. Wow. And uh, I had a friend who was just starting her copywriting business and didn't have a bunch of clients yet. And so I was like, hey, do you want to edit my book? So between the two of us, I wrote it in two weeks from start, from the time I started writing to the time the first sale happened on Amazon, it had been just over two months, which was kind of a little bit insane. Seriously, I can't even like get my head around to even think and put one paper together in two months. Now, granted, I, I wrote it in about two weeks, but it had been something that had been in my heart and had been in my mind for a year. Like I had been working through some of the pieces. When you look at the book, it's not, I mean, it's not super long. You yeah. know, it's, it's got nice spacing. It's, it's, a, it's a simple, easy read. My intent was I want something that's readable, that you can get through in one sitting, but then you have to go back and do the work. Because that's the important part, especially in a personal development book, there, there's got to be work. And so there's a lot of questions in there. So there's a lot of spacing, right? It's not like this big, crazy, gigantic book, um, but, the, but the content's there, the message is there. And when it's in your brain and you just sit down for two weeks, it, it just kind of came out. It's awesome. In, in Amazon, um, 
side as well. I have seen this. I mean, this is the same message you have at the bottom, uh, sorry, back of your book. I wanted to ask you a question like, develop courage and confidence. Can you give us one tip or anything for you to say like, okay, this is how you can develop your courage or confidence for something that you are struggling for a long time. Right. So the idea is that a lot of times people think that in order to do hard things and scary things, you have to be confident. And really it's the opposite. You need to do the scary things in order to be confident. And so throughout this book, I talk about the brave way. Um, and brave is actually an acronym in the book for ways that you can start to develop that courage, that that confidence will start to grow. And the more I think about it, there's the, I start with B, which is body. Um, but if I was to pick what's the most important, um, probably right now in my brain, one is alignment, right? If we're not in alignment with who we are, right? And for me, that meant coming out. For somebody else, it's going to be something entirely different. If we're not in alignment, then we can't be living to our fullest. We are not authentic and we're not authentic. You can't be confident. Um, but the other, and I'm actually was just finishing before we got on writing part of the next book. Um, in this book, I call them VIP. And it's those very important people and those very important partnerships. And all I can think about is the times that I've done scary things, right? The times that pushed me the most outside my comfort zone, I did it with other people. And it's when you're surrounding yourself, intentionally surrounding yourself with the right people that are doing the kinds of things you want to do, that are leveling up in the areas you want to level up. It makes those scary things a little less scary. They're still scary. You still got to push yourself to do it. But when you're around people that are doing it and you're seeing it, it, it makes it a lot easier. Now, of course, it's going to get more complicated than that. And in the book, it, it does walk through a whole bunch of other keys. Uh, but probably that's like the biggest advice I can give anybody is make sure you're being intentional about who you're spending your time with. I never wanted to write a book. And ironically, I have, I don't even know how many friends I know right now that have written books, right? Like when you're around people that are doing that, you're like, all right, well, that's what I'm going to do, which is just kind of crazy. So yeah, I mean, just being around the right people and being around people that are confident, being around people that are doing scary things, it just takes you to a different level without you even having to do a whole lot. That's so true. That's so true. I have experienced that for my own So. I know what you're saying. You're also mentioning about like um, being alignment with yourself or like being authentic for what you are. Mm -hmm. For somebody who is actually like trying to understand what is that alignment, how do you explain that? It's when really basically everything kind of matches. What you're saying, what you're believing, how you act, the things that you do, when they all kind of connect and make sense together. Uh, it's this is a kind of terrible example, but it's a little bit funny. Uh, when I first came out and I was first dating, um, the woman that I was dating had gone through, you know, you've got to check each other out on social media, right? So she scrolled through all of my social media and she, we were talking on the phone after and she said, please do me a favor. And I said, okay, what's that? She said, never wear a dress again. <laughs> and, and I was like, deal, no problem. And, but what she saw and you could see, she goes, it's not that you didn't look beautiful, right? Like she said, but you could see how visibly uncomfortable you were. 
And when you're, and when you're uncomfortable, you can't be you. And how can you display any level of confidence? I walked when I had a dress on, not just because the shoes were uncomfortable, but I, I kind of walked around funny. I walked around closed up when I had longer hair. I had super curly hair growing up. I hated my hair. There's a, there's actually a section in the book where I talk about when I recently cut it and shaved it for anybody that's, you know, watching this video, you know, the side of my head is shaved. You know, when I had my hair down, I walked around like all stiff necked, like it looked like I had been in a car accident and had whiplash. Right. And because that's not who I was and I wasn't comfortable that way. And I was trying to fit in this box that wasn't me. And so it's, it's when you can align everything, you know, how you dress, how you act, who you spend time with, the goals you're pursuing, the jobs that you have, the words that you use when they match, it's a whole different level. Now that's not to say that, you know, I can just wear a t-shirt wherever I go. I may have to dress up, but I can promise you I'm not wearing a dress ever again. She gave me permission begged me almost to never wear a dress again. What is the process of writing this book like for you? Well, I did a lot of things wrong. So if your audience is trying to write their first book, I know, you know, one of the first rules, right? The first rule, know your audience, know who your audience is and what your message is. I did not. I did not know my audience. I did not know my message. But sometimes you have to do things wrong to get it right in my opinion. And I felt such a strong calling and such a strong leading to just get it out, just write it, get it done. My book ended up while the intent was to touch and reach audiences. This first book was really mostly about me, just me getting it out there, doing it, doing something that's kind of scary, right? Living what the book's telling me to do is taking that courageous action. Um, so typically it's, you know, know your audience. My audience did reveal itself. My audience, my main audience is people that need professional, I'm sorry, that need personal development, but don't know it. This book isn't necessarily for that person that's like that personal development junkie that's constantly reading. You'll gain something from this. You'll, you'll get some different perspective, but this is really for that person that needs it and doesn't even know it. Right. A lot of the women that read this book came back to me and, and they read it because they knew me. They follow me on Facebook. So they bought it. And I would get messages saying, this is the book I never knew I needed. I didn't realize that I was living this life that was kind of stagnant because women do that. I don't have kids, but I was married to somebody in the military. And so my life ended up being around supporting him and his career and moving and doing things for him. And then finally, when I had the opportunity, when he retired to do whatever I wanted, I didn't even know what that was. And I didn't realize that I wasn't moving forward. And then I was just kind of like living. I wasn't, it wasn't a bad life, but it wasn't the life and the fulfillment that I could be having. And those are the women that are kind of like finding a little bit of an awakening when they read this, you know, the mom who, you know, all their kids are now gone. They're grown and gone. Now what, what's that next step look like? And it's not just for like a career, you know, crazy driven goal focused person it's just how do i take my my life to the next level and be fully fulfilled you also mentioned like about core values what are your core values i've been defining them a lot um you know integrity is huge right doing what you say but not just doing what you say for others but particularly yourself keeping the commitments that you make um i have heart right loving and doing things with my whole heart. 
um, which I didn't always do. Um, let's see, what else did I have? Have a couple listed and I don't want to stray from what they were. Um, other is, you know, keeping commitments and staying disciplined. Being disciplined is, is huge. It's how we get ahead and do anything in life. You know, it's living authentically always. And, you know, those are my, those are my main big four. And then I'm going to find it in the book and say, those were not my four that I wrote. <laughs> but it's really, and, and that's the other cool thing. They evolve and grow as we evolve and yes. grow. Yes. Things change. But yeah, those, those are like key, you know, making in, integrity is huge. I was about to say that, like, as we grow and learn, get that wisdom, we'll always keep changing. Absolutely. We always say, I mean, I, I have been uh, hearing like, yeah, the main core personality won't change. I don't think it is true. I mean, growing up, we might have a different personality, but once we start learning things around and we wanted to become more, we wanted to do more, mm -hmm. then our personality also gets changes according to what we are seeing as valued at the time. Right. Well, and where our focus is. Yes. You know, that's going to matter a lot, right? A, a lot of times, maybe we didn't always have integrity, but that's something that's really important to us and we want it. And so we're more intentional and more focused. And I do think that we can change and evolve. Are there certain things that are going to remain true forever? Maybe. Yes. But w we can evolve and we can grow. And that's part of the idea of, you know, a book like this and the other the book that I'm working on now has to do with mindset and that idea of that, you know, growth or that fixed versus growth mindset, I call it the average versus elite mindset, where, you know, just like confidence, I, I don't believe that people are just born confident. It's something that you work at. Maybe people are predisposed to be being more confident, but if you don't do the work, you're not confident. It can, it can ebb and flow just like mindset. There are times in my life where my mindset was so darn solid and then there are times where I'm just a mess. And so it's something that I have to work at all the time so that I can stay at a high level. Though your book took only two weeks in writing, as you mentioned, and even the other book that we are writing right now, was yeah. there any hard time that you found like, I, I really can't write this. I can't just pen this uh, thought, which I struggled with when I was mm -hmm. growing up. And now that I'm writing it, this is so hard for me to write it. Were there any kind of moments for you? There were. That's where like, I didn't write for like an entire year. Um, well, so in the, in the personal development space, it's, it's kind of crazy now that we have this AI stuff and all this chat GPT. Oh my goodness. Like, it's like, okay, this is what I'm trying to say. Like, give me some thoughts on how to say it. Right. And, and then I'm looking at it. I'm like, that's literally what I was trying to say. And so it, it's really helpful to have some of those prompts and ideas. That's also really challenging to not just be like, okay, chat, write all of the things, right? To make sure that you're not doing that, but, but using that as a prompt. Um, but for me, I think a lot of it is, and I do talk a little bit in this book about having to let go of perfection. And I think that's where a lot of authors and the people I've met have struggled and where the procrastination comes in. Where to me, you know, I'm all about very messy, very imperfect action. You just have to do the things, right? Like I said, I did so many things wrong with this book, but I have a book. Yes. And I have a book that, you know, I haven't had thousands of people read it. You know, I've had a couple hundred people read it and it's impacted, you know, 
If it impacted one life, I would be excited. It's impacted more than that. And it's going to open doors and opportunities for me to be able to speak and talk to and share with other people. Just like being able to be on this podcast. If I didn't have a book, I wouldn't be on a podcast talking to your audience. And so for me, it was more about, it's never going to be perfect. Never. I could write the same thing a thousand different ways and still not have it nailed exactly perfect. But it was solid enough that my intent and my goal for it, it was, it was ready to be put out there. And I think especially authors and creative types, luckily I don't consider myself a creative. So I'm very type A, get it done. Uh, that makes it easier, but it's, it's letting go of perfection, especially if it's a personal development book. Now, I could not speak to the fiction world at all, ever. I don't know how those brains work. Yeah. Um, but definitely in the personal development world, like what is the big message that you're getting out? And if you're able to articulate it in a way that's valuable to somebody else, then just be done. Like get it done. Absolutely. You were also talking about power of positive talk, positive mm -hmm. self-talk. Absolutely. How important yeah. do you think that self-talk should be a positive thing or it, it should be something that motivates you or at least like keep you clear in your mind? How, how important is that? It's, it's critical. I mean, I used to think that the whole idea of affirmations was absurd. You know, I used to call it woo-woo nonsense. I was one of those people that was like, whatever, you can't talk yourself into new beliefs. And it's because when I initially started doing affirmations that, you know, very intentional, positive self-talk, I was doing it the way that, you know, some cheesy personal development gurus, you know, quote unquote, out there were saying to do it. And it's like, you know, if you want to earn a million dollars, say like, I have a million dollars. Well, no, like I don't, and I'm not doing any work towards getting that. So I'm li like literally lying. Yeah. And so my, my brain knows that. And so it rejects it and it was almost doing the opposite. But when I was able to form affirmations around the things that I wanted, the things that I was working towards, um, things that I was aspiring to do, right? Like if I wanted that million dollars, my affirmation would be like, you know, I deserve to have a million dollars and I'm going to do the work to get there. I'm smart enough. I know the right connections, right? And so it was starting to change those, those words around something that was more true, right? It was more aligned. And my brain was able to start believing it and starting to see it. And I, there is such power in when you're using affirmations, you start to see what it is that you want. And when you can see it, all of a sudden, your brain starts working on these connections without you even realizing that it's doing it. it. You start to see things that you didn't see before. And until you really get in the habit of doing it and being mindful, you don't realize how powerful it can be. I love the last sentence you wrote to end the book saying, stop wasting time wishing your life was different. Is, does it has any meaning to you or like you're just completing this, I mean, this book with that sentence? It, it, I mean, it does. That's just kind of where the book ended, but it, but it does. It does have power. It does have meaning. I talked about, you know, knowing that my lack of courage was very, very selfish. And I've shared, I share a little bit in the book and I've talked a little bit about, um, I divorced and our marriage had not been very solid for a very long time. And I knew that I was done. My heart was hard. I was tired. This was all before I even really fully knew that I was gay. Like that was a totally separate thing. Like my divorce 
didn't actually have anything to do with that. But there were conversations that I didn't have with my ex years sooner than I should have. And had we had conversations and done the hard work that was scary, maybe things would have worked out and we still would have been married. Or maybe we would have realized sooner and we both could have gotten away from it. Like, yeah, absolutely. My, like that hurt him. And I mean, if you want to say like that took away some of his life as well, right? Had we realized that sooner, you know, he could have moved on and he could have found somebody else sooner. And so it's that, that's part of it. And the other idea is, you know, we don't know how long we have here. You know, I don't know what's going to happen when we get off here and I run out to the store to get some food. Like, I don't know what's going to happen between then and coming back. And, you know, how much would that suck to have a message and something inside you to share and you just never, you never got it out. What was the best uh, and worst advice somebody has given you? Best and worst advice? Yes. I think we're going to go with don't wear a dress. (laughs) <laughs> ever again as the best um let's see the worst I don't know that it would I, I won't go with advice but when there's something that you feel like you're being led to do and you're being discouraged from doing it oh okay I, so it's not going to be advice if I think about a better answer I'll give it to you but you know there are a lot of people out there that would have you know if I'm like I feel like I'm supposed to write a book they would have questioned and tried to talk me out of it I mean, I'm sure there were. Actually, there were. I know there were. And I'm like, no, no, this is something I feel like I'm supposed to do. Um, so I think it's trying to talk people out of their dreams and desires and aspirations or their goals, right? So when somebody does that, that's that's awful. Now, you know there are people out there that you're like, that's a really bad idea, right? And we talked about surrounding yourself with the right people. I do think it's important to speak up, but not in a discouraging way, but maybe like, hey, like, have we thought about this? Do we have time? Like, okay, you can talk to me about it. Uh, you know, that might be the the terrible advice. And then I, I joke about the don't wear a dress, but I, I do think, you know, the deeper meaning of that is just be yourself. you, yeah. you know, be yourself because that's enough, yes. you know, don't try to be somebody that you're not. That's what I was doing when I was trying to be somebody I wasn't, I was trying to fit in a box that didn't exist, you know, that I, I put around me, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't happy. I wasn't living life. Absolutely. How do you define love for you? love ooh, dang you are good <laughs> thank you that that is a great one just love in general yes um i'm actually i i'm gonna go with peace um for me love is peace whether it's romantic love whether it's love of myself whether it's love of family and friends when i feel peace in my heart like that to me is love now that piece is going to feel different when it's romantic, right? Yes. Um, and when I love myself, and for me, that's when I loved myself enough when I was ready to come out um, because I I have a very strong faith. Um, you know, I converted to Catholicism very intentionally um, a little over eight years ago, and so that you know that whole scene with you know church and where I was at. And so for me, that was a big struggle that I had. And I really struggled with myself, a lot of, I wouldn't say self-hate, but a lot of self-doubt. And when I finally came to peace with who I was, 
I knew I, I knew I loved myself. You know, I loved myself enough to know that it was going to be hard, but step out. Yes. Recognizing that and being authentic for it, as you mentioned, like having that courage to stand up for yourself is not easy. I no. definitely mm-hmm. believe that a lot. What is success to you? You know, I, I'm actually going to go with peace again. Um, when you can feel good about where you're at, whatever that is. Okay. To me, that's that's success. Not not complacency, right? Like I I feel I feel successful right now. I feel like I'm doing the things I'm supposed to be doing. Am I making, you know, am I earning what I want to be earning? Heck no. Can I be doing a lot of things better and differently? Can I be be hitting more goals and challenging myself more? Absolutely. But but I am I am at peace with where I'm at because I'm doing what I love. And I have the ability to impact people in the way I want to impact them. And so for me, success is, you know, finding what it is that you love and then doing it, whatever that is and doing it wholeheartedly. And maybe it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be career, but maybe it's, you know, like you want to find a partner, right? Like if you find that partner and you love wholeheartedly, like that's success. What is fulfillment for you? I think to me, I think fulfillment, yeah, I think it's it's very similar to success. And I think I feel most fulfilled when I have impacted somebody in a day. Impact is my word of the quarter. Um, I do I do pick a word for the year. My word for the year is implement, right? I, I need to implement all the stuff that I've been learning, right? All the books that I'm reading, I actually got to do the stuff. Um, but each quarter, I pick a new word and mine's impact because I want to impact somebody every day. I'm not here in a, you know, in a bubble just to serve myself. I was put here for a reason. I have some sort of message. I'm not a hundred percent sure what that message is, but every day, if I, you know, in my part of my mission is to instill courage, right. By living authentically disciplined, consistent and showing up every day. And if I do that and that encourages somebody else to do the same, like that's fulfilling to me. What is purpose for you and what is purpose purpose of your life? I it's really cool that you asked that. So there is a book, and every time on a podcast, I forget to look up who the guy is, but he wrote it. It's called On Purpose. Jay and Shetty. is it Jay Shetty? There's this is a different book. It's not his. Oh, I'm on gonna purpose have... is a uh, video podcast on YouTube. Oh, okay. There's now I like even want to Google it, but <laughs> it's a book called On Purpose. And in it, it actually has you take like this quiz. It's like an online quiz thing that you take. Um, and it basically like gives you a two word purpose for your life and says like, this is what your purpose is. After answering all of these like random questions and whatnot, you go through it. Um, and it's funny because before I took that quiz, I was kind of on the quest. Like, what is my mission? Why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? Because I have a lot of different gifts and talents that were given to me, but I could never see how they all fit together. And my two word purpose a little over a year ago came back as instill courage. Oh, awesome. And that's sort of why that's sort of where the title of the book came was the the courage rising. Um, Because I did want to talk about confidence. And I think it, after I saw that it just, was like, yup, that's that's my purpose because I've had so many people by living authentically and living out loud and sharing all of the things I do and the mistakes that I make. And the, it's given so many of the people that I've encountered 
the okay to do things for themselves, you know, when they've been really unhappy in a job to go for that other job because they've seen when I've made changes and, you know, people that were scared to, I do fitness and nutrition coaching, right? We're scared to finally step out and do something for themselves. Well, they watch me do it every morning. They're like, okay, fine. I'll go work out finally. You know, so just by living and doing things and sharing them, I've been able to fulfill that purpose in so many ways. And so I love that I was able to, again, the idea of being able to write a book is able to get that message out there and that message will be there long after I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah. What is gratitude to you? Gratitude. I mean, it's, it's the cornerstone of our mindset and the cornerstone of our life. It's, you know, being appreciative of what we have, being thankful for, you know, the moments that we get to live, the people that we get to encounter, the situations that we get put in, the good, the bad, the ugly, being able to use everything for some sort of good. Just having that open heart and open mind. What is forgiveness? That's tough. That is hard. Um, For me, the biggest challenge I've had with forgiveness was really forgiving myself through a lot of just the challenges that I had faced over the last couple of years, but really forgiveness is being able to let go. Just to me, it's being able to let go of hurts that you've experienced and being able to move on. We don't always have to forget. Like we're not, there's some things that we just are never going to forget, but being able to let go and be at peace with them would be really forgiveness to me. That was a beautiful way to put it. I have not heard that answer before. Oh, well, I thank you. Story. Yeah, not exactly in these words, but everybody say like, yeah, forgiveness is not for the others. It is for me. But what is that for me? Even if I wanted to practice forgiveness for myself, am I going to stand before the mirror and say like, okay, I forgive you. I forgive you. What is that for? What am I actually like? Right. What is that I have to look for in that? You You put it so beautifully. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anything else that you wanted to share? Like let go and get the book done. <laughs> give up, Definitely. give up that we know, we know we're going to be imperfect. And it's, it's coming to that acceptance. And if you have, you know, you're putting out a podcast, so clearly you're still getting a message out, but you've got bigger messages for the world to hear. Like you can see it's locked in there. You're like looking for like this magic key. Like you already have it. You have everything you need. It just, it's getting it out there and, and giving up the perfection and, And the biggest key is just continuing to take action. When you're scared, you take action. Now, it might not be the action that you need to take in that moment, but if you can take one small action, it can start to snowball, right? Like it can start to just gain momentum by just whatever that next small thing is, whether it's, you know, you've got to sit down and just write, whether you got to figure out the title, you just got to talk it out with somebody, but just keep taking that next small action until you can get it done. It's not going to be perfect. Thank you for tuning in and you can find me on all the socials at Smitha Gunturi and the show notes for any resources mentioned. See you next week. Take care.